Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Psychic's Thoughts. Today we're going to be discussing, you guessed it, COD Modern Warfare 2. Now, I know what you're thinking. This is kind of an unexpected episode. This is not what I plan to do. I I mean, I said I might cover some more in between and such and talk about other stuff too. But for now, it's COD that's been my focus for the past couple weeks and probably will be through November. Just because that's the predominant game. Uh, some of the other games I'm interested in come out in December... January and then next year so I mean yeah January and so on and so forth next year so um so for gaming news when I talk about general stuff and and I'll still probably think of other larger conceptual industry things and you know updates on that but for now I wanted to talk about COD Modern Warfare 2. I did my initial reviews and impressions. That's the more important episode. That's the full game from my initial reviews my first 20 or so hours um it's a two-and-a-half-hour episode. I know it's kind of long, but that was kind of the overview. And I talked about a lot of the things I'm about to talk about today and the cons, but I've now spent way more time in it, right? Three or three more days since I've recorded that. And, yeah. I'll tell you this much. The game is still really fun. To me, it is a great Call of Duty entry. It really is. Does it stand against Modern Warfare 2019? No. But here's why, okay? Here's a couple things. First off, like I said, my hand's injured and it's still recovering slowly, but it's doing better. So there's that. That does hinder my gameplay experience, okay? Also, nostalgia's a bitch. Hindsight 2020 is a bitch. And then furthermore, when Modern Warfare 2019 came out, life was hard, but life was good. <laughs> you know? It was before COVID. It was before all these things. It was, you know, my life was easier then. Uh, I had more free time. I really enjoyed it. I, there was a month-long block where when Modern Warfare 2019 came out that I can remember being just pure bliss, honestly, which doesn't happen often. Um, and there was two or three nights where I just had to myself and I could just enjoy the game. And so I look back on that game very fondly. And I had a great time, and it was the first COD that I really felt like, as an adult, I was good at. <laughs> I was good at Black Ops 2. And then every other COD since then, I've been okay at. Maybe above average, but not substantially good. Modern Warfare 2019, I was really good at. I just got really good, and I was on console. So Modern Warfare 2 had a lot of expectations being a direct sequel to MW19. And I knew after playing the beta, it's not going to meet all of those. It's a different game. As soon as you jump in. But I want to just preface before I go in. This episode is going to be the cons and majority of that. It is going to be negative skewing. It is going to be tearing down this game and the problems with it. But I want to say a few things before I really get into it for you all. First, this obviously is just my opinion. Your opinion will differ and vary. I have only played this game for a handful of days. And also, almost, almost everything I mention can be rectified, changed, improved, and polished, fixed... Or, or at least remedied to a degree within a few months. So, ideally, this is just this episode in a few months to a year. This episode that I'm recording right now will be a relic. 
will be archived history of the first week, uh, not even, of understanding what Modern Warfare 2's problems were from the jump. Because when you're on console, you will un- you will see bugs, you, you know, you will see issues, you will see optimization. It's not to say consoles don't have issues, but console is a lot more locked down in optimization. Speaking on personal experience. Okay. Now I'm not saying that this game is perfectly optimized. In fact, some of my peers who are console players are not having an easy time with this. So I absolutely get it's not actually perfect, but uh, I'm now playing on PC and it's different. Now, Modern Warfare 2019 on console had some issues, but overall, and nostalgia, and it's been three and a half years, and hindsight, and memory, and all this shit. I'll be honest, it's kind of hard to recollect exactly what the problem was. There were definitely problems. The most notable was the M4 and the 725 were way too OP. And then within about two weeks of the game being alive, they they remedied that. They nerfed them. They nerfed 725 to a realistic standpoint of a shotgun, and they nerfed M4 enough to still be a versatile weapon for casuals to have a fighting chance, but for it to only become OP as you unlock attachments. It's a solid gun. 8MW19. Okay. But I just wanted to let you all know that that's what this is about. This is the negative. This is the cons. But please do not be mistaken. I actually think this game is great. I really do enjoy it. I'm having fun. It is a blast. It is definitely worth getting. Um, I just want to talk about the issues because they've been plaguing this game and underneath it at its core the throughput the heart of it the foundation is so fucking good and solid but there are some design choices there are some there are a lot of bugs and glitches and there are some things that are missing that are sorely hurting the initial experience and as i've said before people in a multiplayer game especially live service game these things have to make good impressions within the first two weeks to a month and at max two months COD gets that at max two months because it's Call of Duty. Not many franchises get that level of ease, right? If it's a, if it was a new IP from a new franchise, it'd be dead. It'd be dead within two weeks if it doesn't rectify these things. COD will not be dead. This game will still be popular. It'll still be played. People are looking forward to the changes. And I enjoy the game so much, it's why I'm making an entire episode on what I think needs changing. It will most likely happen. A lot of these things will most likely happen. So you might ask, why am I wasting my time saying it instead of playing the damn game? Because I want it down in history that I've making this list. You know, there's plenty of YouTubers, plenty of other people making these kinds of lists. I want to just throw my hat in the ring and say what I got to say about the game. So once again, this game is a phenomenal game. It's very fun. It's good. It's good gameplay. It is just very well-made Call of Duty. Once again, Infinity War did knock it out of the park. And I'm not going to take anything away from that. It is a really good game. It's better, in my opinion, from a multiplayer standpoint. Campaign was good. I liked it. It's not my favorite campaign, but it was good. And then the multiplayer, from that standpoint, I I, I personally enjoy it more than Cold War, Cold War and Vanguard. I do like MW19 more, but MW2 is probably the most fun I've had in a multiplayer second to MW19 in a while. In years. You know? So it's definitely top five, if not higher. At least for recent CODs. I I don't know of all time. All time is much more difficult. But of the past 
six, seven years. Definitely top five. So anyway, it's a great game. It's worth playing. It's worth getting. It is really fun. It does ha- It knocks a lot of the things that could have been issues out of the way. It is well built. It is pretty well optimized considering how much is going on. There is a fuck ton of content. There is a numerous amount of progression. The balancing is not perfect, but it could be far worse considering all these complicated mechanics that are in play. The gunplay is phenomenal. The graphics, the artwork is really pretty. Um, it does allow crossplay. It's a fucking good time, people. It is a great game. But now I'm going to talk about the shit that makes it that that can break this game and make it a miserable slog for us because it's such a good game and everyone understands it is mechanically and is having fun but there are so many things weighing it down where everyone's like just make these fucking changes and this will be this could be like one of the top cod games of all time so let's get into it welcome back so as i've said this game is great, it's very fun, and you can listen to my entire initial impressions and review of the game. Uh, my previous episode, kicking off season four, was that, and it's a very special episode, so please go check that out. In fact, that's more important than this one, so go back and check that out before you come listen to this one. This one is diving into the cons, assuming you've already heard the pros from me, and of course, if you've already played the game, you may not even have to hear them if you don't want to, but... You know, I try to offer some unique opinions, perspectives, and with the copious amounts of video game nerd knowledge I have stacked in my brain, hopefully some of uh, something of use can come of it, as well as with my general understanding of other industries and metaphors and storytelling. Anyway, so here we go. Um, it started on a dark, gloomy day. No, I'm kidding. So here's the thing. I also have a review on the beta. This was This is what's interesting. When I played the beta... I was blown away. <laughs> yes, there are issues. Yes, it crashed. Yes, there's some visual hiccups and glitches. But honest to God, the biggest issue in the beta, and, and I remember saying this clearly. I said, yeah, there are technical issues and glitches, and, and there's a handful of things like the audio needs cleanup, the hit detection, the visual muzzle flash, the disbanding lobbies, all these things. And for the most part, they got the more crucial things fixed. So day one, the issues that I had in the beta are no more issues, which is beautiful. Here's the thing. Uh, when I played the beta, it was better optimized and smoother running than this. Now, to be fair, this is, by the way, what I just said is a very unfair comparison. And for those listening, you have to understand in this day of misinformation and social media that people compare things that are even the same thing without actually referencing the contextual technical data that you would need to understand why they're doing that. What I mean by that is... I just said the beta runs better than the full game. Why? Because in my personal experience, it did. But why is that? What's the context behind that? Well, here are two factors that completely change the way you will look at that statement in a variable. Here we go. One, I spent nine hours in the beta, roughly. I spent over 20 hours in the Modern Warfare 2 full release of the multiplayer. Okay, maybe 19 hours, because some of that was campaign, and it smushes it all together on Steam. So, 19 hours in the full release, 9 hours in the beta. That's a huge difference. When you have 10 hours more of gameplay in the other one, you're going to notice more issues. So that's why that comparison is actually inaccurate. Then, beyond that, the other thing is, and this is the more crucial variable, the beta had 3 or 4 maps 
like five modes and like 10 of the 51 guns with like 20 of the attachments available. <laughs> Guys, the beta was like 20 gigs total. The entire release, including the campaign, is 100 gigs, meaning the multiplayer is roughly 80 to 90 gigs depending on your system. The multiplayer has nine, uh, well, yeah, eight or nine multiplayer maps, five ground war maps, ground war, spec ops was added, but that's kind of more campaign PvE, so I'm not worried about that. Um, with ground war, invasion, like all these modes, like 10 other modes, 51 guns with platforms, with camos, with hundreds of attachments and weapon tuning and operators. It's way, way, way more content. It's, exp it's like 400% more content than the beta. So when I say the beta ran better than the full release, it did from my personal opinion. And the reason why I'm pointing out this phrase is I just caught myself as I said it. I was just, I just accidentally misinformed you. And I want everyone to be aware how easy it is for someone to accidentally misinform you, let alone intentionally do it, where they wouldn't explain what I just explained contextually. Because now that I've explained that I've spent 10 hours less in the beta, and the beta was about 400, I would think, percent, I don't even know. But like, yeah, like a metric fuckton smaller, way, way, way smaller, just a sliver of what the full package release is. That changes everything. Of course the beta ran better. The beta didn't have as much to run. Simple as that. And I didn't have as much time in it to see all the problems. It literally was done after three and a half days. I've been playing God Modern Warfare 2 for four or five days now. How the fuck is that fair? It's not. So please understand how easy it is to be misinformed, especially online, especially listening to what you listen to. Um... It could be anything as simple as a video game to anything where it actually has to do with your civil liberties and rights. So please be mindful of that. Please, please, going forward. There's more counter-knowledge, misinformation, discrepancies within factual data, evidence, and contextualization of things than ever before. So please understand that people either don't know how to phrase things properly or you need to always double-check your sources or make sure that the context is given because context and evidence and the facts and the data are key to actually making a more well-rounded approach to an opinion. You could still have an emotional opinion on it. You could still say it sucks, but if you can't say why it sucks, then then don't. Or just say you don't know why it sucks. You just feel it doesn't you don't like it. That's fine. At that point, I'm not expecting you to provide any data any empirical evidence on why you find it sucks. But if you're trying to prove to me something doesn't work or is wrong, you have to prove it to me. And I hope that everyone who listens understands how important that is to me as a creator and as an individual, and I hope that you hold that same value when getting your information from when and wherever you choose fit. So please, please keep that in mind. Okay, now going forward on, on the game, let's talk about the bigger issue right now that's hindering my gameplay experience before we get into stuff. So I'm, I'm going to break it down. I'm going to talk about bugs and glitches and optimization, and then I'm going to talk about content, release, and all that, and then I'm going to talk about what I want to see and what needs to be done. Because here's the thing. If these things are not remedied, some of these things need to be remedied within a week. Like, by the end of next week, right? It's November 1st now, just so you all know. 
So game's been out for... Came out October 27th, 9 p.m. my time. What's that? Four, four and a half, five days, whatever. Anyway, I can't math. Anyway, so here's the thing. The, um... This this game has had a few small patches and not an actual update download, just small in, you know, restart your game and it does small, very, very small hot fixes. Stuff that you can't, you don't even need to download because it's so fucking small. We need a big old update. I don't care how big it is. Give us a 10, 15 gig update. If it's, the bigger the update is without a content, that's not a season one drop. Season one, by the way, comes out November 16th. So we're two weeks away. From season one dropping, or 15th maybe, or 14th, between 14th and 16th, I don't quite remember, but about two weeks away from season one. Here's the problem. This game will not continue its momentum in two weeks if it does not fix the issues that halt people from wanting to play it. That is the bigger issue right now. So we're going to cover bugs, glitches, optimizations, things like that. Then we're going to cover content and and maps and balancing and stuff like that then we're going to talk about what i think needs to be added and when and where and how i'm going to at least try to cover all that so here we go first and foremost bugs glitches crashes all of that let's get this out of the way this is actually the biggest issue which is why it's so damning to me how it hasn't been fixed but i understand these things are very complex so there's a lot of variables at play game development is not easy it's not a press of a button usually so i understand that in fact, it probably takes a week or two to fully understand the complexity of the bug because in game development, and in other things too, but especially in game development, if you fix or change one thing, it can cascade and change something else that you are not aware of. It's like playing whack-a-mole. You hit one mole, another one pops up, right? It's definitely something to be patient about, folks. Remember, we've been waiting this game for three years. We finally have it, and it works pretty well, and it's still very fun to play. Don't get me wrong, I still have a blast playing it. Okay? But I would have more fun if some of these things were fixed. Because sometimes I understand it's a skill issue. It's a thing I don't know the maps. I haven't unlocked everything. I'm still learning the flow and the pacing specifically to this game. So I'm still in a learning curve phase. So some stuff is going to be more frustrating in the first few hours, days, of playing this game. However... And I understand that. I could separate that from the actual technical issues that are limiting my ability and everyone's ability, quite frankly, to play on an even playing field and play with the mechanics that we should have. Okay? And here's another thing. I'm tired of everyone talking about the UI and all oh, it's Hulu and all this. Listen, the UI is buttfuck ugly. I'm not disagreeing with you there. It is. It doesn't change how you play. It's a visual thing. It's not pretty to the eyes who cares? Load into the game and ignore it. Also, like, yeah, of course we'd want it changed. Do you know how long it would take for them to change that? And how, if they prioritize that, how many of the more critical issues people are having would be ignored? So let's prioritize things. Does the UI need some fixing? Yeah, but here's what it really needs. Not just an aesthetic change, which of course would be nice. Because the MW19 UI isn't the best, but it sure is better. For those who don't know the user interface and user experience ui and ux right the thing about the ui in this game particularly is it abandons the other three games because it's a new cycle which means the next two cod games are probably going to use this interface too hate to break it to you all they hired some of the ui designers from hulu hulu is a horrible ui layout if you have hulu is a great app 
a great program, but the UI is terrible. It is so fucking difficult in Hulu to find what you want. I don't know why. I, I, I genuinely don't understand why it's so difficult, but it is. And what's more baffling is Disney owns majority stock in Hulu, which makes you think that Disney Plus is actually, in my opinion, very, very well designed from a UI standpoint. It's clean, it's simple, it's easy to navigate, and it looks cool. That's what you need in a UI experience. Netflix has always been... I find Netflix too cluttered. 90% of the shit on Netflix screen I ignore. I usually use a search bar, go right to my list, or see what I, or do continue watching. That's usually what I fuck with, you know? But I understand, and it still works, and it's perfectly fine. Hulu is like Walmart. It makes no sense when you go into it. Like, the layout... Like, if you've ever been to a Walmart, even if you love Walmart, you can't deny how fucking confusing and illogical the placement of certain things are. You'll have tires in one aisle, and then you'll have ice cream in the next. What? What the fuck is that? You know, it's that same logic. So Hulu is very convoluted and confusing. It's a fucking mess. So why would they hire that? Because when you go in the Modern Warfare 2 UI, it's very confusing. It does not make a lot. It's not like, it's not like you need a degree to navigate it. It just is less convenient. Because one, and the bigger issue, is everything's on a horizontal landscape. Okay, weird choice because COD players are used to vertical, a list going down. Why? Because you can condense the copious amounts of information that COD presents in its menu systems and keep it more organized. You know, your guns go down, your loadouts, your game modes, they all go down. The main menu is a little flashy, has some cool graphics, and maybe can select horizontally, and then everything from that point on is vertical for the ease of condensing, collapsing the information and keeping it all in one page or in a, in a handful of pages. And then the issue from that point on is that when you change that design, when you flip it, well, first off, people don't like change. I think that's the bigger issue. But then, um, <laughs> not only do they not like change, but they also... Um, the, the critical information that you need or the stuff that you would more normally go to is harder to get to. It just takes longer. So it, it isn't convenient. So as a functioning, yeah, it doesn't look as pretty, but who cares? Aesthetic only takes me so far where if it doesn't function properly, if it doesn't give you enough data, it, it makes it harder. Like, for example, the Gunsmith. It's, it's an amazing system. Gunsmith 2.0, incredible mechanic. So I hope they only continue and grow and implement and balance but but i will say the presentation of it is difficult because everything's horizontal including the guns and these tiles are huge you can only fit three or four of the modes in a row and you have multiple rows so it's still a vertical format because you have to scroll fucking down just to find what you want and for the guns, they take up so much... There's so much dead space, so much negative space, that it makes no sense. Like, like you'll have the picture of the gun, and then you'll have the big-ass tile and a bunch of negative space from the boundary of the tile inward of where the gun is actually centered. Let's truncate that space. Let's just condense a little more. Or let's make it a vertical list. With a small icon, and then... Left side, you have the list of the name of the gun with maybe a small icon next to it. 
or not, just the name of the gun. And then on the right side, it splits the screen in half. The right side, it actually shows the weapon, like in the fully rendered weapon, it pops it up. Or just something like MW19, which is what I think they did. I, I'm going off memory here. Anyway, so there's that. And what I'm saying from that is instantly when you jump into the experience, it's altered and navigating it is uh, clumsy. It's clunky. It doesn't feel good and it feels off. It's more of a chore to find stuff that takes away from valuable time getting into the game. And, and it's not just like, oh, it takes a half a second more. No, it takes minutes longer. Min in fact, sometimes when you're customizing a gun and you're trying to find where and how to get this one gun leveled up and what attachment... If you're not trying to look it up, which, by the way, most people don't think they would need to look up how to do something in COD because usually COD is meant for a casual gamer, so everything that you need to know is in the game somewhere, and it's pretty navigable. Right now, it's not. You would either need to look it up or you spend 10 to 15 minutes looking, scrolling, finding exactly what you need. Here's one benefit to the UI that I do appreciate in for PC players. In the settings gear, when you press on the settings, you could type in... There's a search bar so you can type for the settings you're looking for. Thank you for that. That makes life a lot easier because the settings menu has always been atrocious to figure and find stuff. It's very complex with a bunch of submenus. So that's good. Why don't they just have that for everything? A master search list <laughs> for an attachment or a gun. It's better than the beta. They've cleaned it up. It's snappier. It's more responsive. It's a little easier to read and it's got better information in places where you need it but it's still very confusing but not nearly as bad as beta anyway moving on from that because i know that's a hot that's a hot issue people uh been complaining about so i get it but i, I just don't see why uh why so many people are prioritizing that and freaking out about that specifically you know here are my bigger issues the fucking game crashes nonstop, even after the hot fixes. On PC at least, it crashes. I've had about 20 crashes in three or four days. That's unacceptable. For a AAA release game of the largest fran gaming franchise of three years of development, I get there's going to be some visual bugs. I get there are going to be some imbalances and stuff. I'm, I'm cool with that. I'm not cool with hard crashes this often. <sighs> And it doesn't save your magic. I, it, I think it saves your weapon level XP, thank God, from the point in which you crash. But I don't think it saves your overall level XP or whatever. And it doesn't, I don't know if it counts, uh, you know, if it scores your stuff because there's no fucking barracks. But anyway, we'll get into that later as cut content. Um, so that's the biggest issue I've been having. But beyond that, the real other issues, I got a list here. There, there's, there's, there's a lot of them a lot of bugs and glitches but they're so minute they're so small you don't realize if it's a design choice or if it's a bug and that's sometimes the worst thing about it so there's frame stuttering so it's poorly optimized on pc i can't speak for console i think frame rate is pretty stable on console but there are still crashes on console as well as other bit bugs i may not be aware of um there's no double xp token progress shown people have been talking about that that's annoying so when you activate double xp tokens you want to have a countdown so you know how much more you have left and you want to know if it's activated you don't know you just press it and you hope it's going it does still work you just don't know if it is activated uh kill streaks huds is inconsistent what i mean by that is when you get a kill streak um it doesn't always show that you got one 
that you at, that you have one ready. It might say it audibly, but if you're not listening or paying attention or something, someone's shooting at you, you may not know because it doesn't pop it up visually center frame down uh, below like it used to. Also, and more important, the, the perks, I, I don't know. I, I don't see where they work. They, they work. What I mean by that is they function just fine. That's not the issue. Um... They work beautifully. The perks are fine. Here's the problem. I don't know when they're activated. I, or I only know as soon as they activate if I'm looking and paying attention, not in a firefight. But it doesn't consistently show what your perks are anywhere on your HUD. And it doesn't show which ones are live. Used to not be a big fucking deal because when you have your perk package, when you make your perks and you equip them, you already know what's going. But now, since it's on a timer... You don't know which one's activated at one point, other than the base ones, obviously, that you start with. But the middle tier and the higher tier one, you never know. So the HUD never provides information. There's a lot of issues where the HUD doesn't provide accurate information and or in the menus, you don't know what the fuck you're doing because the information isn't there to help guide you. Uh, for multiple users on console and or on PC, I've just found, heard, read, and um, my friends have told me, and I've gone through this, multiple users changing their loadout either has just visual glitches where, like, you're changing a gun like the Fennec, like a submachine gun, and it shows an M4 when it's not an M4, you know? And um, so some visual glitches, no big deal. It actually doesn't really affect anything, but it it's a little confusing because you might think for a second, fuck, I, I equipped the wrong thing in the wrong slot. And then... Here's a bigger deal that some of my buddies have been going through on Xbox. I don't know about other platforms. Their loadouts aren't saving. Their custom loadouts. The one of the best <laughs> feature, the, the one saving grace, one of the many, I mean, the game's really good to play, but like one of the saving graces beyond that doesn't work for them. So every time they load in a game, they have to equip their attachments individually again. Do you know how fucking annoying that would be? I'm surprised they want to keep playing this fucking game. That... That's infuriating. If I was having that problem, I'd lose my damn mind over that. Because my favorite thing about this ga game is experimenting with the, the amount of guns and the leveling and the attachments. Now, don't be mistaken. They can still unlock guns, unlock attachments, all the same, camos and such. But equipping it in their loadout doesn't save from the menu to the actual game. Hopefully, there'll be a hot fix for that. Hopefully, it's just a little bug that'll be fixed over time, right? And it's been happening since the game came out. It's not just like, oh, maybe it's because you need to restart your Xbox. No, it's not like that. It's a genuine ongoing issue for them. And uh, it's, I mean, it's infuriating that these kinds of problems are happening. It would be way, way less worse if we had custom blueprints. And by that, I mean, of course, if you kit your gun out the way you want with certain attachments, you can save that individual gun as a blueprint so you could quick access drop that in a loadout. Because a loadout is your primary, your secondary, your lethal, your tactical, right? Your perk package, your field upgrade, and uh, and the attachments, and therefore everything else in one loadout. So you just select that going in. And you can name it and all that and set it as a favorite. That's all good, and you can only have up to 10 loadouts, which is fair. Um, that's all well and good. But the issue is, you can't save custom blueprints for guns, so, for across the board, it's not a glitch, I don't think, maybe it is a glitch, actually. That's the thing, these glitches are so minor, you may not realize that it's, is it a design choice or is it a glitch? They're two separate issues. If it's a design choice, we have a bigger issue. If it's a glitch, it can be patched.
you know. If it's a design choice, then they have to re-implement it in a different way. So the thing for me is that, like, I, I like the I like the gunsmith. I mean, the gunsmith is a massive step up from the previous one and is way more intricate. So the fact they get rid of a system that allows, that saves time is mind-boggling. Because in the system, you can create your own blueprints. So for the same gun, I had four different blueprints for the M4. Didn't buy them, nothing. I just... It had certain attachments the way I liked it. I named it that way. I had a sniper rifle variant of an M4, like an LMG, a heavy-hitting, large mag-capacity M4 variant, and a faster, more submachine-gun-like variant. Basically, what I did is I made the Icarus, the Hurricane, Hurricane and the, uh, the, the FTAC. I essentially built those myself through attachments in MW19, which are... Those are now weapon platforms, which are an incredible system. Uh, or weapon receivers incredible system mind you but and so you could kind of do it like that but the attachments that you specifically equip and the way you want them if you change that loadout if you swap out that gun you have to reapply those attachments and if it doesn't save your oh man that would be infuriating so glitches and bugs like that are just maddening uh optimization latency stutters crashes on pc is an ongoing issue um Here's a really big issue that I have luckily not experienced, but plenty of people have. Random accounts being banned for no reason. Perma-banned because they were deemed as hackers when they weren't. False banning, that's a huge issue. I don't know if they've remedied that, but they need to get on that ASAP. Netcode and hit detection issues. I didn't realize this was an issue until yesterday. I was playing the game. I was playing Ground War and Invasion, getting some XP, which, by the way, if you want to get XP for your weapons, play those games. And um, there was... There's a lot of netcode issues. I mean, I was at range, at, at a distance. It wouldn't um, wouldn't connect for whatever reason. I don't know why. Um, it was infuriating because I was hitting shots I almost always hit. It wasn't like I was doing anything special, and it just would not land. So it might have just been a glitch from a distance because it's not like... I don't think I've had this issue in 6v6. Netcode hit detection is pretty good, though there are times where you can see a kill cam and you're like, you shot, so you should have at least grazed them even if you didn't kill them, or you should have traded, and you didn't. So there's still some netcode issues. That's going to happen, especially in the launch of a game with servers still kind of figuring out how many people are playing at once. That's understandable. But that needs to be fixed at some point. And those are some of the most notable bugs and glitches that I've seen and faced personally. Um, obviously, there are way more, but these bugs and glitches are really, really hindering the experience, especially the crashing, the frame stuttering, the latency spikes when my internet is perfectly stable, um, the custom loadout glitches, some of the visual glitches. Um, they're not too bad, but sometimes they get in the way. And... Um, Sometimes a hit detection. They all just kind of muddy the experience. It doesn't... Because you know it should be a sharper. You, you've played other CODs that have been fully optimized. You've played CODs that have gone through the patchwork. You know this isn't how it should be. And yet it is. So some of these things need instant changing. Um, a game like this with this caliber, this scale, this large of a budget, this much time, should not be crashing at all. Maybe once or twice in the first two days. Understandable. Other than that, and that's just because so much more people are getting on, and there's so much more content, and there's so many more variables, but other than that, I should not have had 20-plus crashes in four days. That's fucking nuts, people. That's 
five, at least, five crashes every day I play this game. Do you know how infuriating that is? Because I'm only playing it for two to three hours a day. It's not like I'm playing ten hours in a day. So, five crashes within two to three hours, that's... That's a lot. <laughs> that's almost two crashes. Wait, that is... Oh, yeah, that's almost two crashes an hour. It's ridiculous. And then when there's stuttering, when the frame rate stutters, and it has nothing to do... I mean, I have a plenty powerful PC. It's just the optimization. When it stutters and it's decreasing my frames between 20 to 30 to 40 frames, that instantly just makes it almost impossible to play because nothing's going to hit the way it needs to when 40 frames are is the difference between something. So these things need to be remedied across the board. Console, PC, whatever. Also, apparently there's no, no cross-play toggle on and off switch for PC, Xbox. That's a bug, obviously. They got to fix that. Um, yeah, that's not cool. Okay. Those are the bugs and glitches, for the most part. I know I went on a rant about the UI and some other stuff, but that's the most part. Now we're going to talk about some of the content and weapon balancing. This is where it gets fun. S stick around. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Hope you're all doing well. So, talked about overall this game is really good. I'm just going over some of the problems and the things that need to be f need to be fixed, and hopefully within a few months to a year, this uh, episode will become just archived history. Really, uh, talked about the bugs and glitches, crashes, and then a little bit about the UI and some custom loadout and custom blueprint issues, which I might reiterate in a minute. So, here we go. Now we're going to discuss the actual content and weapon balancing issues. Now this is no longer... In fact, some of these, once again, because the bugs and glitches are a little inconsistent, we don't know which is what. It may Some of this may be because it's a bug. In fact, I know that some of it is. But then again, a lot of it is a design choice. Why? Beats me. Beats me. I, it could be solely because they wanted it all for Season 1. Could be because they need more time in the oven because it would have broken the damn game, which I feel like is more so the case than not. Nonetheless, these are some things that have been cut for reasons we do not fully know that is bugging the living fuck out of people. And then when I talk about weapon balancing, that's weapons as well as some other features and systems that need retooling, retweaking, balancing, and adjustments, overhauls, etc. There's a lot of it. So here we go. This is probably going to be the longest and most exciting segment, so strap in. We're about to get into it. So first and foremost, let's talk about some of the cut content that we would have expected from a traditional launch of a Call of Duty game. First and foremost, Hardcore. What the fuck? It's going to be called Tier 1 for those who don't know. That's fine. Who gives a shit? What a weird way to go about it. But I, whatever, it's probably some sort of a system in place. Fine. But why? It's in custom games, apparently. Who gives a shit? So... There's no hardcore at launch, which almost always, all it is is setting adjustments. It's the same map, same modes, everything else. It's just no HUD, less health, this, that, and the other. A few other things in play. That makes it harder, but increases the time to kill, and is great for weapon grinding. It's really fun on small maps. Shipment hardcore to Modern Warfare 2019 in the later seasons. Oh, like season 3 and on is when I played that. Season 2, season 3. Oh, it was beautiful. It was so fun. Just a good way to decompress. Rust. 
shipment, shoot house, those three modes on hardcore. Oh, good God. What a time. Anyway. Um, so there's not that. I, I don't know why. I feel like that might have just been a balancing issue that they're figuring out. Maybe the values aren't adjusted properly. Maybe it's too fast of a time to kill. Like even for hardcore. I don't know. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Honestly, it just feels like another thing they tack into season one to say, yeah, look how, look how much date, look how much content for, se like, who cares? You just released a game with a fuck ton of content, and then two weeks, two weeks later, you're dropping more of the content. No one's worried about that. You have done that. Good job, actually, because Halo somehow fumbled the ball on that. You guys. Now, what's for season two, and how long until season two? That's the real question. But obviously, after season one. If not most or all of these things aren't remedied and things aren't added of substantial value by the end of season one, oh, if they are, we're fine. We can wait months till season two. If they're not, we're going to have some issues. By the way, the bugs and glitches and hard crashing and optimization, that needs to be fixed by next week at the max. It should be fixed by today, midweek. I know it sounds ridiculous, but they are a huge team. They have 13 different dev studios that work on Call of Duty right now. Now, of course, they're all doing other CODs and stuff, but there is at least four to five supporting studios to Infinity Ward that are working actively working on this game with Infinity Ward. It's huge, people. This is the largest video game franchise of all time. It's a multi-million dollar franchise. Billion. It's a multi-billion dollar franchise. If it's three years of development, which I know is actually not a lot of time for game development. I know that, and it, that, that also means pre-production. So that's not a lot of time, people. Not a lot of time to turn out a game this complex mechanically. You might think it's not complex, but mind you, they built this, or they didn't build a new engine, but they retooled and, re and fixed and basically made it a new engine for their graphics and for everything to run on in 2018 through 2019, so on and so forth. And so, and so they can they started work on this game as soon as they were finishing and doing at the same time they were doing post content launch for MW19, which was four and a half seasons, mind you. So I don't blame them for not everything being tip top shape for the amount of shit they've got going on in this game. Remember, at launch we're getting we've got ten or nine six v six maps, five ground war maps, and larger scale maps. We have nine main multiplayer modes. We've got a f three co-op spec ops missions. We have a full campaign. Thank you for that, for not cutting campaign. They could have done that, by the way, people. They wouldn't have, but they could have. And having a Warzone 2.0, a completely overhauled, restructured Warzone on a new map. Hopefully it's overhauled and restructured, retooled. And a completely new mode called DMZ. And a complete new mode called Raid. With more post-content stuff in the pipeline. That's a fuck ton. Also, an entire new gunsmith with 51 weapons and a new camo progression systems and new platform receiver, an entire new system for progressing weapons. So you have two different systems at play and each of them have intricate subsystems working in tandem. Holy fuck, people. Do you understand how complex that would be to build? It was complex for me to splice that all out, and it's built in front of me, and I understand it. Imagine how hard it is to figure all that out in three years, people. Remember, six months to almost 
a year of that is pre-production. That's them pinning, patting, talking around the room of where we go next from here. That's not a lot of time. These games need three to five, four to five years to be better polished, but people wouldn't wait that long. I, I wouldn't want to wait till 2024 to see the next COD. Modern Warfare 2, mind you. That's, that's what I mean by that. People are used to annualize. So, anyway... We do have to take it with a grain of salt. These things are very complex, and when you change something, it changes everything else. But then again, let's also not give them too much leeway because they've done this before. That's the other thing. That's why it's so hard to believe because they've done this before. And so sometimes when we're like, just don't change stuff unnecessarily, or when you change something, just have a system to revert it quickly <laughs> or fix it or implement or balance. Like, be ready for that because the community matters more than what you think. Unfortunately, they, they have their artistic say in the campaign. And, of course, the bulk of what you see in the game isn't going to be changed. It's not like they're going to cut an entire map or game mode unless it's absolutely broken or there's licensing issues. But when we're asking you to balance stuff to make it more fun for us to continue to play, they have to do that. So gaming community has some of the best power in the creation of something as a community better than most so we have a voice we just need to f focus and be concise and also be respectful because they did deliver an incredible game and it's a very 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 complex game and i'm not knocking their work because it's an incredible game which is why it's so frustrating why some of these things are overlooked whether that's an activision or infinity war thing or a separate studio helping out I wouldn't know, but I don't care. So here we go. Hardcore is missing. I don't know why, but that needs to be added. Barracks is missing. You can't tell me that somehow Barracks broke the game, but you'll never know what balances, what doesn't, what breaks an entire game, what needs reworking. It really could be the most... I remember one time a developer in an interview was talking about how they had this game. It wasn't a Call of Duty scale game, but it was, it was a pretty sizable game. And literally this one... Literally this one emblem... That was like 20 pixels. Broke an entire section of the game. Just imbalanced the absolute fuck out of it. It has nothing to do with the size or the complexity of what you experience. It has to do with the coding in place to keep that there. Or whatever. <laughs> so somehow that freaked out the game and they needed more time to figure out. They, I mean, they just cut that emblem. They're just saying, who gives a shit about the emblem? We need the game to work. So they made the right choice there. So understand that these things that may seem minute, oh, it's just the barracks, what could possibly go wrong? Well, it, I don't know. We don't know. We don't know what systems are in play behind the scenes. You, Unless you're a coder, unless you're a direct developer, you have no fucking clue exactly how complex this thing may be behind the scenes, and that's kind of the beauty of it. You gotta understand how complex these things are. These are the fully rendered animated things running at varying frame rates, cross-connecting with servers around the world with different types of hardware universally showing relatively the same thing almost within a T with a copious amounts of content and systems in play to mechanically keep you progressing forward. That's a lot. Video games are very complex and they're a beautiful art form and incredible entertainment but you have to be patient because also on an online game you have no idea what's going to break and what's going to what's going to see that's why they do betas to give a little bit of an idea and have an eye to adjust some things and do some fixes and to gauge how much how many more variables may be on their way but even from beta to full release the full release is way more content 
beta is a small sampling size of what they choose that they want to test and what they think would be fun for people and what would help them gauge things, you know? So it's a big deal. So anyway, but at launch, we don't have that. We don't have barracks for whatever reason, which for those who don't know, you can't see your stats. That's... I, I, I don't know why. That sucks. I want to see my stats. I want to see how many kills I got. What, How many kills? What kind of kills? Uh, what mode am I preferred in? What, where am I ranking in the leaderboards? What's How good am I? This all leans into the competitive nature of God. You know? Those kinds of things are really important. So there's that. Um, there's no party modes. I don't know why anybody isn't making a fuss of that, but there's no gun games, and no, uh, one in the chambers, and no sticks and stones, which I know is like a black ops mode, but I don't see why that, they can't have a mode like that in this, you know, no special fun party mode, relax, just kick back, have fun, be stupid, have some weird rules and play, have fun, you know, like this game is very fun, but it can be very sweaty and stressful because, because people, because <laughs> the way other people are playing, okay, so, there is that. Um, I do want to touch on one thing that's been bugging the shit out of me. People are complaining about the movement of this game. The pacing. Um, sit down and shut the fuck up. You don't have to love it or like it. And you don't have to love every mechanic of it. But you gotta understand something. If you've actually played Modern Warfare 2, which, I'll be honest, I didn't play it when it first came out because I was 9. I wasn't allowed to. But later, I went back and I played it. Barely could find a multiplayer match, but I played some. And I've played on some of the maps, and I've played at friends' houses before plenty of times for hours. So I'm not very well-versed in it, but I'll say this from what I remember and from what other people have told me who have played it consistently and from what I've read and heard online, the movement is almost identical in its pacing and tone. Of course, the graphics are different. Of course, maybe it's a little slower in some areas, and I get it. It's not perfect, and it's different from MW19, so it's a, it's a change-up. I'm not blaming you for that. It is a learning curve, and I'm still learning it too, folks. So I'm not mad at that, but I'm mad at people who are saying the movement is bad because it's not the way it was intended to be when it's coming from people who never played Modern Warfare 2 OG. I've played a little bit of it, and I've heard from other people, this is almost actually exactly how the movement was in MW2. So technically, it moves like MW2, and it has more guns, and has better graphics. Now, the maps aren't as good, which we'll get into. Not all of them. Some of them are, some of them are just fine. Some of them are, are good. And then others aren't necessarily bad. They're just poorly placed, and I'll get into that in a minute. So... I just wanted to point that out. The movement isn't perfect. I understand. It's an adjustment. It's a learning curve. I completely understand that. But you can't say it's bad. And you can't say this isn't how the original MW2 was. Because it is how the MW2 was. Other than... I mean, obviously, MW2 is a completely different game. The OG. There was other mechanics at play that made it feel and seem different. But when you just look at the pure movement mechanics, this is very close to that. Okay? So, please... I've already said that, well, let me get into the maps. Like I've said, some of the maps are good, some of the maps are okay, some of the maps are not good, bad. My friends hate them so much, they'll skip a game, they'll skip, they'll back out just not to play those maps. I don't give a shit that much. It really doesn't bother me that much. I don't get why, I don't get why people do that. Um, that's fine, you know, whatever, I'll go with the flow. If they don't want to play that map, I'm not going to make them play that map. It's It's cool. I just, personally, I wouldn't do that. I just grit my teeth and bear it and learn it 
and overcome it. <laughs> you know, I'm just like, uh, whatever. Like, who, who cares? <laughs> it's five more minutes longer. What, what, what's the big deal? You know, if it's a broken map that doesn't work, yeah. There's this map, uh, the, the, I forget the names of these maps. They're not very memorable names, so bear with me here. But the, the map that looks like a penis on the mini-map that has all the cars on the highway. Yeah, my friends hate that map. A lot of people hate that map. I don't actually mind it. <laughs> I do pretty good on it. I don't know why everyone hates it. They're like, yeah, well, you, you get killed when the cars explode. And like, I uh, don't go towards the cars. There are two, it's a three-lane map. It's a traditional three-lane map. Go on the left or the right. Flank. Weave in the cars if you have to cut through and flank them. That's what I do. I flank or I hold that tunnel, kill a couple people to go around and flank them. And I just, I don't die as often and I have just as fun. Right? I think it's learning the flow of the map. Learning the points of contention. Learning where to be and where not to be is part of it. I understand it's not a great map. I'm not saying it's a phenomenal map that people aren't realizing. It's not a great map, but it's not so bad that you can't play it. It's plenty fun. But I will say this. I don't think it's a good map for 6v6. Tarok is another map that I personally enjoy. Guys, I like maps that are unusual. I like challenge. If you haven't figured that out, I like playing games like Elden Ring. I like playing games that are like ready or not, that are tactical or challenging. Now, COD is not meant to always be tactical and challenging. It's meant to be casual fun. And my friends and I all understand that. If we want to play a tactically challenging game or a more tactical leaning game, we'll play Insurgency Sandstorm. We'll play Rainbow Six Siege. We'll play... Well, they don't have... Not all of them have Hell Let Loose, unfortunately. But we'll play games like that. You go in there knowing that. You're okay with that. COD is meant to be more casual, fun experience, with maybe a few spice-ups if you choose to do so. Okay? So, map, uh, vote mapping... Mapping, vote, voting for a map would be phenomenal. That would be that would actually rectify a lot of these issues with the map stuff. They do need to add that, I think, especially as they add more maps to the pool. But if they're probably not going to do that, so for now, what they need to do is take Tarok and that big lane map and not have them in six v six. I personally don't mind them, but they should only be... I think those maps are fine on free-for-all, though. I think those two maps are actually really fun in free-for-all. Because the thing about free-for-all is, yeah, you've got you've got more people on it, for one. And it's not as much spamming. It's not as one side v. one side. It's every man for themselves, so it's a lot more dynamic and free-flowing and asymmetrical. So those maps are perfect for free-for-all. I have a blast on free-for-all on those two maps. And that those maps should be restricted to free-for-all and larger-scale combat. Those 10v10s and other stuff, if there is other stuff. I don't remember. But not your traditional 6v6 cycle. Absolutely not. They're too big. They're just too big. They don't have to all be three-lane maps. But they can't be so big for 6v6 where you're running around. You're like, where are all the people? And then you get sniped from someone camping because they don't feel like running. That's a design issue. So... And it's not a design issue in the map, it's a design issue in where you place that map in the playlist. So they need those two need to be taken out of 6v6 immediately and placed in other places and be allowed for free-for-alls and some other stuff like that. No problem there, okay? They're, they're perfectly fine maps, they're just not implemented in the right spot right now, and that's the hindrance that I think people are facing. So that's my say on the maps. Uh, I'll get into other stuff with the maps later when I talk about what I want to see in the future for content, new content. Okay. No gunsmith custom blueprints. I already went over this. That means you can customize your attachments, name your specific blueprint to that gun, have it in your pool of guns, and you just pull it, 
pull it out and put it in a loadout. Bam, wham, shablam, thank you, ma'am, you're done. You have multiple. They need to add that ASAP. If they don't add that by Season 1, I'm going to be livid because that is such an important feature that was so fun to experiment and use and swap between and made everything so convenient. And the fact that they expanded the gunsmith so much, it is so much more complicated and intricate with so many more features, the fact that they don't have that to ease the convenience level and let you play and test and have more fun with it is mind-boggling, which makes me think it's a glitch and not an actual purposeful cut but we'll see hopefully season one can rectify and add gunsmith custom blueprints back to the table let's talk about attachments for guns let's we're gonna get into balancing now okay balancing is a tricky bitch because what cod is trying to do is trying to keep it accessible and casual for people who want to pick up and play or have had a long day of work long day of school come home pick up play have fun dick around be good be bad call it a night but also, COD has this ed competitive edge to it where people want to sweat and become the best and unlock everything and know everything and becomes TikTok superstars over it. And TikTok is, uh, I'm sorry, Call of Duty is built to satisfy both. And you may think that's a horrible decision, but COD is one of the only FPS franchises that can pull it off. And they often do, people, whether or not you realize it. They do. That's why there's so much content. There's why there's so many choices in the gunsmith so people can play the, w the way they want to play. However, this is where balancing meets uh, desire. You may want people to play the way they play, but if you make something so goddamn, you know, OP, it forces everyone's hands to play as if there's no customization at all. And that's a big issue, okay? So, um... Weapon balancing is an ongoing issue. It will always be an ongoing issue. It will never be perfect. And one person will have one thing to say about it. The other person will have the other say. But usually, there are some key things to remind yourself with. It's easier to understand when something needs to be prioritized to be nerfed, right? Taking down in terms of power and level and, and um, efficacy. And buffed, increased in power, abilities, and efficacy. Okay? And... When everyone is playing with a gun after a few days that isn't like the first base gun unlock, though usually the first base gun unlock is pretty OP to allow that ease of access and, and ease the learning curve, right? But when everyone's still playing that gun, when it's been obvious that the game's out or their level shows that they have way more unlocked, that they could be experimenting playing with weapons that should be better as you get further in the game, you should unlock weapons that are at base level a little better in some areas and maybe not in others. Right, There's always a pros and cons and a trade-off to each weapon and each attachment in each platform and receiver you get in this game. That's fine, but the values need to be adjusted constantly. And by constantly, I mean every few weeks when it's apparent and it's a real issue, and then every few months when there's new season update when things seem pretty even. MW19 took a few weeks to figure it out, and then on and off there are some times where new guns or new new tweaks really threw it off kilter and then they fixed it so it's definitely um it's one of those ongoing things that i think uh you know once again you got to be patient about because it takes takes time it takes information to understand what exactly needs to be fixed but here's a few things that i'll say the m4 the base gun you get from the start and the purpose of it is to be an introductory, all-around, solid, jack-of-all-trades, versatile assault rifle. And for that, it is. 
It's got good range, it's got good DPS, it's got good accuracy, it reloads quick, it's fun to play, and it's got a lot of customization and a lot of platform, a lot of receivers in its platform family, which means entire different variations of that gun that have baseline different stats where you can equip. Basically, with a receiver, when a gun has a platform and it has a family of other receivers and you have to max out that gun to unlock the next one and that tree and you get that next one basically that next one offers a different purpose so the base m4 is just a standard all-around assault rifle and the attachments you equip to it will can change it a little bit then once you unlock like the ftac recon it is an m4 base but it's a battle rifle so it's single fire prioritized with 10 mag 10 bullets in the mag way more powerful way more accurate and the attachments you after a few levels on that you get all the previous attachments you've already unlocked and the way you unlock attachments are by three different, I think three, if not just two systems, by leveling up that one specific gun, each gun in each platform between all 51 total guns in the game will unlock you unique attachments that are meant for that gun or, and then sometimes that will unlock attachments for other guns. That's it. So sometimes it's, it seems weird, but to get a sight for a machine gun, you actually have to get level 10 on the shotgun and you might ask why the fuck would it do that that doesn't make any sense shouldn't it be all the attachments you want for that type of gun should just be within that type yeah logically but the reason they put that in play was so it would force you to diversify your loadout so you try new things because you actually don't know what you might like what I loved about MW19 is over time, I tried, I experimented, I tweaked, I played as other things changed and balanced and stuff, and I had more fun experimenting and trying new weapons and finding new loadouts and building them as a blueprint the way I saw fit and the way I wanted to play that day. Right? So I very rarely stuck, stuck to one gun. Now I had a few blueprints that I could always rely on when I felt like it, but for the most part, I had about 10 to 20 different guns and variations of such that I could alternate but within any given day that changes the way I play or the way I want to play. It was beautiful, but it took a while to get to that point. And I know that with this Gunsmith 2.0, with enough time and for how long this game's going to be out, that will be amplified to the nth degree and I will have a blast experimenting and playing. But for right now, it doesn't work the way it should be. Because we're in the early stages, we're learning everything, but also because of the balancing. And that there's no custom gun blueprints, which is driving me fucking nuts. But beyond that, I don't really have an issue with that, except the fact that you do have to grind out guns you don't really want to play with, and that immediately saps the fun out of it. And it's balancing how, how do you make people try things and diversify and not stay to one strategy and one meta while also allowing them. It's a very simple thing. What you would do instead, I think this would have been a smarter implementation, is say there's this scope that you really want for your M4, your base platform M4. Right now, maybe some of those scopes are only available if you max out the M4 and then get the FTAC recon to like level 11, and then you get that scope for all M4 guns. Fine. It's not the worst idea ever, but what something that might make it better is you can you can get it where um, 
it would be better and sometimes it doesn't even stay within the platform family so it's sometimes it's not even like a gun that's within that same family of m4s maybe sometimes like i said you have to do play with a shotgun get it to level five to unlock a sight for an m4 an assault rifle which makes no sense so let's go with that basis so if it was optional if you could get it both ways so instead of you have to get the shotgun to level five to unlock this specific sight you really want on your m4 you make it two things you make it you hit level 20 on your m4 and you get that sight but if you want to expedite the process you hit level five on the shotgun and you also get that sight what that does is that does exactly what they're trying to do it entices them it entices the player to explore and try new things but it doesn't force them to because if they don't really want to play with a fucking shotgun guess what they're not gonna or if they really want that attachment that badly but they really don't want to play with a shotgun guess what until that shotgun's level five they're not having fun all of a sudden and they don't want to play this game the game is fun when it allows you to challenge yourself and when it allows you to work for something you want but it doesn't force you to do it that's where Call of Duty rests in its best place. So if it made it an option where if you try this other gun, it's way faster. Because you only have to get level 5 on the shotgun. Whereas level 20 on the M4 would take way longer. But if you really don't want to fuck with the shotgun and you just want to rank up your M4, you can do that. Get other things for your M4 as you go along the rank and still get that sight you've been wanting. They made it a two-pronged approach, at least on every main attachment that somebody would want. That would make it a lot more fun process. And then also in the menu, with the whole understanding the flow of stuff, what they don't currently have is a clear path on understanding what attachment goes where. If there is an attachments list, which if this gunsmith is this complicated, there's no reason not to have a separate attachments tab where it shows all the attachments, what they primarily should go on, what kind of, what kind of gun, and maybe specifically what platform or whatever. And then the weight and what you have to do in a lockup. What level you got to get for what gun. Just a vertical list, real clean, real simple, like an index. So you just know, okay, I want this attachment. It goes on this M4 and it shows a little picture and it shows that way if you don't know the exact name, you can still find it easily. And what this is, or when you find that attachment and what's currently in place in the gunsmith, it just says this is what you have to do to get it. That's not always clear. I don't know if it always shows that accurately. So we need that in place. Okay, so there's there's that's one thing that needs balancing to lessen the grind because a lot of these implemented mechanics in Gunsmith 2.0 actually help with reducing the grind. The fact that when you unlock another receiver in that platform family, you don't have to grind to get the same exact attachments again is brilliant. <laughs> Thank God. And some of those attachments are universal across all weapons. So it really eases that grind and it allows you within a few levels of getting a new gun just to slap on a few attachments you want that you've been playing with. That's brilliant. You know how much time that saves and energy and pain that reduces? A lot. So we need some more thoughts like that. But then beyond that, the attachments need fucking tuning like a motherfucker. The adjustments on these things need to be drastic. All attachments need a buff. Every single one. There's not a single attachment that I have seen so far. And I'm level 45. I'm 10 levels away from maxing out my basic rank. Not like maxing out every weapon, obviously. It's That'll take a year. Um, but almost every attachment has too much of a negative and not enough of a positive. Yes, there needs to be pros and cons. If you grab an attachment that increases your range or damage and your accuracy, it also needs to reduce your handling and maybe your ADS or something, or movement a little bit. But the game, the game is so important to quickly ADS. Maneuvering quickly is one thing, and that helps, but 
snapping in quickly. That's how COD operates. Anything that damages ADS doesn't fucking matter how much damage it adds to your gun. I tried slapping on a big, big old suppressor on my Vector, my Fennec, which I'm loving, by the way. It's a great submachine gun with a few attachments and some tweaking. It'll be even better. Um, so I'm raking that up right now. I slapped a suppressor thing on it because, A, I thought, why not have it be quieter? With a better range, better accuracy, and better damage, this means I can drop people faster. Slap a forty-five drum on that, and I'm actually working with a fast assault rifle. Here's the problem. When I did that, it said it would decrease the ADS time a bit, and it shows of these little bars, which are inaccurate. They don't actually have percentage value. The greatest thing about Cold War's customization, one of the great things about Cold War's customization, is it had percentage values. So it showed you have 11% increase and a 10% decrease on a 100% scale. Do you know how much that helps someone like me? Now it's just these stupid little bars that I don't actually show a statistical number. There is a statistical number in play. Don't think there isn't. You just don't know it which is unfair to us if we're going this much in depth to customize shit, okay? So we need something that very clearly defines how much, because it shows the little bars on handling accuracy stuff, and then it shows the pros and cons list, ADS time reduced, handling reduced, power increased, but it doesn't show the percentage values. So that little bar is all I'm going off of. So I thought, okay, ADS time might be reduced by like 3 or 4%. It sucks, but I could take that if I'm getting way more damage because that damage looks like eight to nine percent. So I'm, I'm, it's a pretty healthy trade-off. Negative. In fact, the visuals are not accurate because that bar on handling and maneuverability or mobility or whatever it is should have been way more drastically in the negative because my ADS time went from probably like a half a second to one second it doubled my ads time that's substantially more negative that made it so bad i couldn't use it i just take out that i wanted better damage accuracy and range i did not want to be slower i'm okay with taking a little bit of the speed off i understand that's the trade-off i'm willing to take that sacrifice but it was so bad it made me not be able to use that because at the end of the day all these attachments will help in certain ways that you want to see fit, but at the end of the day, if you can't react fast enough to someone who's in front of you, you're going to lose every time. First come, first serve is the mentality of COD, so they have to understand that when you're reducing ADS time, it should never be that drastic, and if it is, they need to have a percentage marker to clearly illustrate that. And as I have found, every attachment's con, almost every attachment's con, unless it's specifically meant for mobility, there's two types of attachments, pros and cons. It goes 50, it goes one way or the other. If you get an attachment that helps your damage, your range, your accuracy, muzzle velocity, stuff like that, which I usually like more, it will hurt your mobility, maneuverability, ADS time, sprint speed, all that. So it's damage v speed, basically, okay? Damage and accuracy versus speed and, and maneuverability. Those are the two main categories. So if one prioritizes one, the other drops. Okay, that's fine. The problem is, though, if one pri the, the cons are always bigger values than the pros, which means not having, almost having no attachments on it makes your gun better. That's a bad system. That means all these attachments aren't worth jack shit. In all honesty, you can tweak it where two to three of the attachments are still valuable. And depending on how you want to play, so I've still had fun figuring out some of the attachments, and I do like figuring out the puzzle of it, but I know it's inherently unbalanced, so they need a full-on rebalancing, restructuring, where the pros and the cons 
are a little more understandable in the value. The cons should still definitely be there and be substantial enough, but it shouldn't be. It shouldn't outweigh the pros, because then no one will use it. You want to unlock an attachment to better your gun, while taking away an element of it that you previously liked. But the ADS time and some of the speed stuff is so valuable that if you are there and aiming down sights faster, it doesn't matter how much damage you're putting out. It doesn't matter your accuracy. You're gonna win. You know what I mean? Every t and it's it's OP. Every time I do something that's a speed adjustment that helps with ADS, movement time, maneuverability, all that, anything that helps that speed and maneuverability aspect of it in my attachments and balancing of a weapon, I'm it's always inherently better than if I do something that's damage accuracy focused, unless I'm working with a sniper rifle, which is a, an exception to the rule. That needs to be balanced because it makes it unfun to try and experiment. Modern Warfare 2019 had a beautiful balance. And no, it didn't show the percentages. COD, Cold War had a great balance. Vanguard, not as much. But Cold War and Modern Warfare 2019 had really good attachment tuning and balancing. So they just need to implement some of that, make some slight adjustments. It's not a massive change. It's just a slight adjustment in the pros and cons values of these attachments overall. And the, the pros need to outweigh the cons. 60 to 70 percent because right now it's like the the cons are 50 to 60 percent and the pros are like 30 to 40 percent or whatever like it, it's just it favors the cons by 10 to 20 percent more it feels like most of the time than not and that's unfortunate they need to fix that Specific weapons that need balancing. There's not many that I can absolutely think of, but there are a couple. The M4 was perfect in beta. It was a perfect introductory level, and with its platforms and its copious amounts of attachments, it was a versatile weapon that you could make better over time. That's fine. But the base M4 slapped on with one barrel and one holographic and maybe a foregrip shit you get by level 5, 10 on that weapon. It outguns every single gun in the game. I have not seen many guns... Other than the SP-208 and its family, which, by the way, is my favorite gun. Nobody fucking touch that weapon. Don't balance it. Don't tweak it. Don't fix it. It's perfect the way it is. People are going to be pissed. People are going to want it to be nerfed because they think it's too powerful. It's a marksman rifle. It is designed to kill you in one hit, but it doesn't actually kill you in one hit. It kills you in one headshot because it's a sniper rifle. It has to do that. If it doesn't kill you in one headshot, then it's not a functioning sniper rifle. If you use SP-208 or any of its variants, if you shoot someone in the body and you don't have attachments that aren't significantly improving your improving your damage, which you don't want because your ADS time is going to suffer, you absolutely want to favor ADS for this gun, you're, you might kill them with one body shot, but that's a big might. If you hit them in the head, regardless of which one you're using base level of all these variants of the SP-208 rifle, and all of its variants, like the SAB-50 or whatever, which is my favorite gun in the game. Hit them in the head, they're dead. So with that, I have three or four attachments that only help with ADS and sprint speed and maneuverability. Nothing that helps with damage, and I'm using iron sights. And that gun, I've gotten more kills and done better with than any other gun. And it's a bolt-action rifle, mind you. It's not semi-auto. So, so I really only have one shot. I have a thing that has helped me rechamber it faster, but if I miss that one shot, I'm usually going to lose. So I have to just get good at landing headshots. It is a skill thing. 
if you aren't good at headshots, if you aren't good at quick scoping, and it's pretty quick, but it's iron sights to make it quick scoping, mind you. So the adjustments I have to make makes it balanced because it's not OP. It's not like I'm insta-killing everybody one shot to the body with a scope. No, I have to degrade my visibility. I have to use iron sights. I have to use all these things to just give me a little edge on ADS and sprint speed and all that. And I have to land headshots. And I only have one chance in a firefight, usually. Unless that person misses or is using a marksman or sniper rifle, too, I might have a second shot if I quickly rechamber my round, but that's if. Big if. So people may think that gun's OP, and everyone is now reverting that gun, which sucks, because, like, I've been playing that playing with that gun since MW19, and I loved it and used it a lot and got good with it. And then I was glad to see it back, and its platform family is even better, and it's really fun. I have it at 70% mastery. I'm almost done with it completely. Um, it's the may, it's the biggest branch I've made progress on so far in the weapon mastery stuff, and I've had a blast with it. Um, I hope they don't nerf it. You know, TikTokers and everyone's now, like, it's becoming a meta. If you're using a sniper marksman rifle, you're using that class because it's the most powerful right now for the speed as well as the power. And so people are going to be like, it needs to be nerfed, everyone's using it. No, because if you use it and you don't know how to, you're not going to do well with it. You're just not. So I don't think it needs to be nerfed because there's so much of trade-offs. You can't use a scope if you want to aim quickly. You shoot them in the body, it's not going to kill them. And once you get to the last one on that platform, it's a full-blown fucking sniper rifle, so you're playing differently all of a sudden. So, so far, that's actually a really well-balanced gun because it's a marksman-slash-sniper rifle platform. But here are some guns that absolutely need to be nerfed. The MP5, as always, which is called the Lockman sub, Lock, Lockman 556 sub or whatever, or it's in that family because a lot of these guns can't carry the same name as the official gun name so I'll try to convert them for you um, that gun needs to be nerfed it always does the mp5 is always too powerful it has too good of accuracy too much damage too much range and too good of a fire rate and too good of mobility it's literally stacked across the fucking board its damage range and its accuracy needs to be reduced by like 10 to 15 percent why? Because every submachine gun pretty much fucking sucks in this game right now. So, in fact, every other submachine gun actually needs a little buff. Maybe the MPC's MP7 doesn't because the MP7 with the proper attachments... This MP7 might be the most balanced game I've, gun I've seen so far other than the Marksman SP-208 family. Because that gun is dog water at base level, but as soon as you add a few attachments, that gun could crack people. So, that is how it's supposed to be shit when you start or just passable and then as you add attachments upgrade over time hey shit this thing actually works pretty well that's the goal that's what they're trying to get to <laughs> with this design so the mp7 i'm not going to worry about right now i don't know enough i haven't gotten far enough in it but i've seen other people wreck so that seems fair because you actually have to get stuff with that you know if you had to work for that i think that's completely doable and fair but the MP5 at base level just is more powerful than any other, than a lot of the assault rifles. So that needs to be nerfed. The M4 needs to be nerfed to the point of where it was in the beta. Because in the, as base level, it was solid, it was still a good gun, you could still win a lot of firefights, but you don't just absolutely always win. I see everyone running with M4s. M4s can beat a sniper rifle, they could beat a shotgun, they could beat a submachine gun, and they could beat almost every other assault rifle in 
almost any other scenario. Camping, jumping, prone, everything. It's too powerful across the board. Bring its entire base level across the board back down to where it was in beta. Let the attachments do the work. Because the attachments, you can only equip five, and they all have these pros and cons. So the base level is so powerful that it's more powerful than most guns. And then you add attachments? Holy fuck! M4 is absolutely broken, and it makes it almost unplayable, and that's what I was talking about earlier. It forces everyone's hand to play an M4. I do want to play the M4. I do want to unlock everything in there because it's a great gun. It's a great platform. I don't want to do it right now. I'm having more fun playing with other weapons. I am suffering because of it because I'm playing at a disadvantage, even if I'm playing guns that should normally be better for other circumstances. Submachine guns should always be better close range and for faster maneuverability. But right now, it can't even successfully hit at medium range. Its damage range, its accuracy, and stuff needs to be increased. Because the downside of a submachine gun is evident. It's not going to have as much power as a sniper or assault rifle, and it never should. The MP5 has as much power as an assault rifle. That needs to be changed. I'm not saying the submachine gun needs a huge power and accuracy buff. It just needs it to make it uh, doable at medium range with consideration and proper attachments. Right now, it's not. It's, it's hardly doable. Anything beyond 20 meters, which is, I still consider, pretty short range. I consider 30 to 40 50 meters medium, and then 60, 70, 80, longer-ish to long. In a COD game, in the way these maps are designed for this year, that's how I see it. With most submachine guns I play with, which isn't a lot, so I, I do need to unlock more, I know, but 20, hitting beyond 20 to 30 meters is, you have to have the focus and the skills and the patience of a sniper, which you shouldn't for a submachine gun. The downsides of a submachine gun is apparent in its ability to have damage in general, so it should never be more powerful than some of these other guns, but it needs a little damage, a little accuracy, like I said. But the downside is overall damage, overall accuracy, and range. It is meant for close quarters to medium, but it can't scratch that medium itch, so it's undoable right now. And, here's the kicker, it shreds through ammo. You can only get one to two kills, whereas with the assault rifle you can get three to four kills if you're watching your shots. So you can only get one to two kills, and then you're reloading. And from what I've seen, what's great about the submachine gun is it takes a second to reload. That's fine. That's the trade-off. I'm okay with that. So, submachine guns are, for the first time ever, not OP. Usually in every COD game, submachine guns are faster assault rifles, and that's not how it should be. They're more mobile assault rifles. So that is good. But it's not perfect. So that needs to be nerfed. The M4 needs to be nerfed. Uh, MP5, M4. Shotguns are fine. They don't have that much range. People don't like them, but that doesn't matter. Oh. Uh, I'm going to end this segment since it's getting a little long in the tooth, I know. I'm going to close out the last segment with what I wish to see, how soon I need to see it, and a few other features I want to cover. St stay tuned. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. So, I'm trying not to drone on as long. That was the largest, beefiest segment. But I have a few more things I want to add to that of things that need retooling, retweaking, fixing, and things I've realized over time that may not have been worth all the trouble they went to to change in the first place. First of all, the perk package system, all that. Perks are fine. They're all good. I understand. I like w what tiers are for what perks. None of that is a problem. It all works just fine. Here's the one issue. 
that release, that extended release. At first I thought, okay, that's kind of clever. Not everyone starts with those immediate perks. Uh, then I played hours and hours of this game, and I realized, well, one, I never know what perk is exactly activated unless I'm looking dead on where it would show for the half a second it shows it. So that's a, just a little informational glitch. But beyond that, it's like, what's the fucking point? It doesn't seem to change the game flow at all. At all. It doesn't change the pace. Maybe, maybe it does. Maybe I just don't realize. Maybe, like, back in the day when it started and everyone had these perks, it was way too imbalanced. But I just don't see that it's as necessary as it seemed. Because at first it seemed really cool. But, like, it happened so quickly. Like, 6v6 traditional COD ma matches are so fucking fast. They're anywhere between 5 to 15 minutes, give or take, usually 8 to 10 minutes long. So... <laughs> You know, and usually by half point of the game, you'll have them all unlocked. So, yeah, okay, so you don't get all the perks immediately, the best perks, till half of the game. Okay, maybe that's fine, but, like, I don't know if that genuinely adds any value. It, I don't think it does, and I never know what's activated. I'd rather it be hard to unlock the perks as a grind, just l later in the level, like those high perks. And, of course, you can only slot one in there, so you can't have Ghost and High Alert and flak jacket and cold-blooded you can only have one and they kind of have it that way so that's fine you have to make your choices it just sucks because i feel like i'm actually being uh i'm losing a chance to actually have fun with that perk i love high alert maybe people find it kind of like a cheat i don't know i love it oh what i hate about it is I'm not. A, I'm never ready for when it kicks in. So I start seeing the yellow flashing. I'm like, oh fuck! I have high alert, and it only lasts for like two minutes. So at that point, what's the point of having perks in the later perks in the game at all? Because if you can only have it for two minutes per match, every match, if every match is only eight minutes long, what's the fucking point? Why not have it for the whole eight minutes if you went to so much trouble to have this in the first place? So that's one thing. They. They can get rid of that system. I don't think it'll make much of a difference. Do I think they're going to change it? No. But at the very least, could they maybe adjust it? Where you get these things faster and make it exponentially faster if you're getting kills and doing well? At least reward us and speed it up even more than you already have it? Because it's not very useful. It's just, it makes perks irrelevant all of a sudden, other than the starting ones. Overkill is always a great perk for me. Never had a problem with that. High alert is a phenomenal part. These perks change the way you play and can make it more fun and can add dynamicism to it. Having it on an extended release or whatever doesn't change anything. We're not playing a MOBA. We're not playing a League of Legends type of game. We don't need that. It doesn't change the flow of stuff. Maybe in a ground war game. Maybe in Invasion and Ground War they can keep it that way. I, I do understand that absolutely because those are much longer games, much larger scale, and you don't want all 40 people spawning in with all these perks. That's more understandable, but a 6v6 match that lasts 8 minutes, let's get rid of that system in there, okay? Just keep it traditional perks for that. Bigger scale modes, I can understand. But right now, I just don't see how... I, I get the thought, and I do like the intention. I do like it, trust me. I like that people don't just start with high alert and ghost running around and always just doing whatever. But I genuinely don't think it actually changes that much anyway. It just decreases the value of having perks in the first place, which is absolutely what you don't want. So there's that. Here's the other thing. The whole radar debacle. I'm very split on this now. As I've realized in, in the past few games now, it doesn't fucking 
matter. It really doesn't. It didn't work the way they wanted it to. Here's the thing. I particularly don't like that it pings you every time you fire. I don't like that system. I think that is kind of cheap. I think that makes it too easy to play a COD. I think just staring at your mini-map for 40% of the game isn't fun. So what I like about this is it forces you to be more immersed in it, aware of your environment. I love that. And I love that they said, fuck it, you're not going to be handed all this information just because someone fires on the map. You shouldn't know exactly where the hell they are. I like that. We're more immersed. I like that we don't have to stare at our radar. What I don't like, genuinely, what I don't like is campers. They're far worse. And trust me, right now, adding a suppressor on your gun hurts you 90% of the time. So most people are not going to want to run with suppressors. They'll take the risk of showing up on a radar. That instantly mitigates campers. Well, not 100%. There's always going to be campers. But that mitigates the issue of campers really being an issue. So bam, you've got that out of the way. If you add the traditional mini ping radar system back. And I was kind of an advocate for it at first. And I understood it. And I was like, oh, you guys are, you know. But as I played, I just realized this is the only thing it does. It forces everyone to run with the UAV. And in fact, they had a small patch where they made a UAV kill streak now four kills instead of three, which is asinine. Um, so now everyone's running with a UAV, and everyone and a lot of people are running with a counter UAV, and a lot of people are running with uh, javelins and pilos, so they can shoot the UAV out of the sky with a rocket, guided missiles. The problem with that is there's no problem with trying to counter a UAV. That's a perfectly fine thing, and if that's someone's choice, that that's how they want to equip their loadout, knock yourself out, man good on you. I like that. That adds dynamicism in choosing how you want to approach a situation. Here's the problem. Everybody has to do it now. So it's not a choice. It's a default. Okay? Just like it's a meta. It's just like the M4 being the default weapon. That's the real problem. Because now most people are running with UAV or counter UAV. We only get three slots in the kill streak, so that immediately takes out Majority of the time, that just limits your choice of trying new kill streaks and trying to get higher stuff by one third or two thirds. And then for a lot of people, that instantly takes away um, a perk because you can no longer run overkill if you prefer to do that. And it takes away secondary of your choice, whether you're running overkill and you want a secondary like SMG or shotgun, which, you know, or if you want a um, pistol even and you have to run with a launcher to take out a UAV physically if you don't want to have the counter UAV. Is the counter UAV a perk, or is it a, um, I mean, is it a, is it a kill streak, or is it a field upgrade? I, I actually don't remember now. Did they change that? I haven't used it, so I'm not 100% sure, but my, regardless, what I'm saying is, in theory, on paper, by its intention, and for some of its design, it works great, not having pings everywhere, so that way people can't just run up and kill you and know exactly where you are, that's frustrating, and that way, um, people aren't just staring at their radar like a GPS, they're playing a game, being immersed. I do appreciate that those two components are what come of this, but it's at the loss of worse campers, everybody's limited in their kill streaks. everybody's running UAVs all the fucking time, and counter UAVs and shooting them down. So essentially, most of the time, you still see everyone's ping. In fact, very rarely do I not see people's pings, because almost every time there is a UAV being deployed. There's 5 to 10 UAVs at any given point in one 66 match that is deployed. That's ridiculous, people. 
there's never been that many usages of UAVs in a game like this before. And that only tells you that the community would rather just see it on the radar. If they, everyone's going to run with a UAV. I have a UAV. I've always run with a UAV. I always find it useful because it's a consistent ping across the board. And unless you have cold-blooded or ghost... Oh, no, not even cold-blooded. Unless you have ghost, you, you're going to be seen. So I almost always run UAV because information's key and it's consistent. So they need to do that. They need to just bring back the regular mini ping. I... I understand it now. I concede to my original thought that it was good. I do like that it reduces that. In fact, if you really want to reduce the amount of people just always staring at their radar, change the size of where the radar is on your screen, on your HUD, by 25%. And don't give us a choice to adjust it. That's it. <laughs> do that. That way, it's still there, and you keep the traditional ping, you can still see it, but it's not quite as big, so A, you can still see more, because it takes up way more of your screen than it should, I think. And that way, it does naturally de-incentivize your eyes to just constantly catch it. You'll still look at it, but it'll be a little harder. You have to stare a little longer, and naturally, if you're staring a little longer at something, you're not paying attention to what's in front of you, you run that risk. That is the most simple balance of reducing people staring at their radar without actually breaking the fucking game, making UAVs the uh, consistent and increasing the uh, efficacy of campers. Reduce that mini radar by 25%, bring back the traditional ping system on the radar, and you got yourself a very, very solid mechanic. I just thought of that reducing the size, by the way. I'm pretty proud of that. I think that would be beautiful. I know Infinity Ward isn't listening to this, but for anyone who is, reiterate that point, would you? So yeah, reduce the size. Um, so those are two things that I think need adjustment. Also, let's get rid of that counter UAV sound. That sounds awful. It makes this weird crackly static. It just sounds gross. Just get rid of it. We, we know it's a counter UAV. We can see the map is fucked up. You know, we don't need a sound effect for that. Get rid of that shit. That's annoying. Small stuff like that beyond that point, I'm not even going to mention. I've covered the, the majority of it. So here's what I'd like to see fixed. Within this week, within the next seven days, we need these bug fixes down we don't want we don't need crashes we don't need loadout glitches we don't majority of these glitches and especially the crashes and the major bit bugs need to be squashed and fixed and remedied and the optimization the frame stuttering the latency spikes the overheatings the this that all that needs to be rectified too all of it needs to be done asap that will just bring this game up to the state of what it should have been last week okay that's how it should have released. It shouldn't have these issues. We shouldn't have to worry about this for the first week. And then this actual substantial change. And then, of course, some. And then also with that, some balances. The M4 needs to be toned down to beta level. MP5 needs to be toned down. Some machine guns need to be buffed a little bit. That also has to happen in a week, believe it or not. That, that can't wait till November. That's too much. The whole meta will switch to M4 and it won't be ready for whatever comes of season one. So that also needs to happen with those bug fixes. If they could switch those maps, those two maps that I talked about earlier, and take them out of 6v6 and put them somewhere else, great too. Then, for Season 1, here's what I would like to see. Oh, also, maybe add a bar uh, barracks, but I know that might take longer. So here's what I would like to see uh, on Season 1. Okay? Here's my hopes and dreams for Season 1. When it drops. We'll get Warzone 2, we'll get DMZ, that's all well and good. 
We'll get a bunch of bug fixes, optimizations, and some multiplayer content. We know all that's going to come. We just don't know exactly what and where and how, other than the general stuff. Here's what I'd like to see. By the time Season 1 comes out, either, and even if some of the stuff comes before that, even better. Those bug fixes, crashes, and some of those balances I've already just mentioned, as well as three permanent, permanent playlists. Hardcore slash Tier 1 needs to be there, okay? Party games playlist, right? Your gun games, your one in the chambers, your sticks and stones, the whatever, the stuff I mentioned earlier, the fun stuff. That needs to be a permanent playlist too. Let's have that there. A realism playlist. I know that's not as favored, but why not? It was so good in MW19, it was fun, it was fresh, it was different. Let's slap that back in there, keep that a permanent playlist. Have those night nighttime maps variants as well, with NVGs and those side lasers. Cool. Let's get that going. No lobby disbanding. Let's get rid of it. I don't see any point in it. I don't know if it's helping the servers or not. I don't think it is. I genuinely don't think it is. Just keep the lobby, just eliminate lobby disbanding. Okay. There are some maps that needed to be added. I think in season one. Right. I know that they they have a lot of post content they have to cover because this is going to be the longest cycle of a COD game that has ever existed since the early days of COD. So we're so I'm trying to be realistic in this list. I want one brand. I, 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 all these maps aren't new. We don't need new maps. We have nine new maps to deal with right now. For season one, we don't need new maps. They're going to probably have one, but we don't need one. What we need is some classic maps from MW19 version, maybe with some changes and improvements visually, but the same structure, as well as uh, bringing back one favorite MW2 map. And this one makes the most sense, first and foremost, to bring back fully remastered in its glory, Favela. Add that. Because we're taking place in Central America in the campaign, it only makes sense to start with that. I understand Terminal and all these other ones will have to come down later in the line. I highly doubt that'll come season one. But if we get Favela, good. That's one less thing to worry about. We'll have a solid map that we'll want in rotation. But that won't fix all the map balancing. What we'll also need is a few other maps. Shipment, Shoot House, Crash, and Rust. I know those aren't all, uh, you know, bringing back MW2 maps. And I know we had them in MW19, but everybody loves those maps. They're always fun, they're always reliable, and we know them. Shipment, Shoot House, Crash, and Rust. If those four maps with Favela, five of these maps, in their full glory, worked and were added in by two in two weeks, do you know how much more fun this game would be? And, of course, if they were put in a playlist where we could choose just those maps, at least the Shipment, Rust, and Shoot House as the, you know, confined corridor CQB shit, like they had in MW19... That'll allow weapon XP leveling, that'll allow a lot more comfort, flexibility, people will be happy. Add those five maps on Season 1, please, for the love of God and all things holy, that's not unreasonable. I know it's a lot of new, I know it's a lot of maps, but they're not new maps. People know them, people are comfy with them. That way we have eight to nine new maps that we're learning, and we have five maps that we are very familiar with and comfortable with. There's no reason not to do that, so let's get that going. That will help a lot. We need the barracks. We need the full system here. We need that. We need all the stats, all the prestige, all the medals, all the pins, buttons, needles, whatever the fuck you want. We need all that. The calling cards, the emblems, all that stuff to unlock, all the stats, all the data, the leaderboards. Bring all of that to the full front by Season 1. For the love of God, people are going to lose their mind if they don't get that by Season 1. That mini-map radar issue thing that I mentioned, that needs to be fixed. 
all the massive attachments need to be buffed all those attachments that need a little buff and reduction in the cons that has to happen by season one of course consistent balancing of guns maps bugs issues and squashing and all that that's what we need by season one i know that's a lot on top of warzone dmz all these other modes but those five new multiplayer five not new but the five multiplayer maps that we are familiar with comfortable with and have been begging for oh my god and have it in a playlist or have map voting or map selection but at least have it in a playlist a permanent one at least the shipment shoot house rotation have that a permanent playlist again there's no reason not to let the people who just want to play cqb play that when they want to and let that be an option in hardcore that's so fucking fun and that would buy so much more time for you guys and allow flexibility when new maps come in people won't be so mad because they won't be stuck with new maps that they have to learn and that they may not like Okay, and then of course, what we need post season one, stuff that I think might be a little more complicated and nothing that they could do quickly. I guarantee you guys, they have all these maps ready, mass remastered, retweaked, ready to go for post content launch. I guarantee fucking to you, that's where a lot of their years went. That they have season one, season two generally ready with some content that they don't have to build right from scratch. Season three, four, who the fuck knows? But I know that the first two seasons, obviously the first seasons, probably finished. <laughs> who knows what it would bring hopefully they're smart enough to know how to please the fans and add these maps because these are necessary these aren't maps that like oh we're holding them out because these are maps we've had we know we like put them in there give us time buy, buy yourself time do not delay don't split it up do not put shipment in season 3 and shoot house in season 4 and then season 5 crash and all these things we had in MW19 just a couple years ago and give us an MW2 map for fuck's sake. You've already did it with MW19. You set the precedent. So you have to keep moving forward on that front, right? Alright, so beyond that. Beyond post-season 1. Either in between season 1 to season 2. Or by season 2. We need a ranked mode. We just do. For the 6v6 stuff. With the majority of the games. That will mitigate the skill-based matchmaking tremendously. All the sweats will go there and want ranks. Now, of course, when they get frustrated and they can't get ranked properly and the system's imbalanced, they'll come back to casual and shit will be unbalanced. But at least it will allow a breath, <laughs> a break, okay? Rainbow Six does it. They constantly have to work on it, update it, tweak it. They're going to add rank 2.0, which is exciting. So it's a constant ongoing balancing thing, but they have it. If they didn't, the skill-based matchmaking would be fucking broken and no one would play Rainbow. So, COD, we're ready for ranked mode. I also just want to iterate, not every update needs to prioritize Warzone 2.0's well-being. Warzone 2.0 is going to thrive because the people who play it love it. You can build Warzone 2.0, you have to update it, you have to balance it, you have to make it fun, I get it. And you got to keep doing that. But you cannot forget multiplayer in that process, because multiplayer is going to stick for a while. And you need people to play that. And then of course more bugs. That, uh, balances optimization spec ops needs to allow up to four players this whole cooperative thing shouldn't be restricted to two players like it is right now it needs four to five players max and it needs more missions and variants and we need a survival mode that'd be dope and of course as always we need new maps modes guns operators attachments skins challenges camos more pve modes events better balancing fixes optimizations as the game continues there's a lot to love about this game but it's buried under a lot of shit that literally makes it hard to love a lot of these things will be remedied by this week and then within the next two weeks, which is lovely to know. 
I'm excited to see what content we'll see in the future, and I pray to God we get some familiar maps that we all love and know how to play, as well as some new ones. So here's the hope and MW2 only goes up from here, because it's a pretty solid launch considering um, the amount of content, how fun it is, how it's all there, and yeah, there's some polishing, there's some tweaking, there's some bug fixes, and there's some critical issues like the player bans and the crashing and stuff that has to be addressed for the well-being of the community immediately. So hopefully all this gets remedied and we can move forward as a community. Thank you all for listening, and I hope you have a good one. Peace.